if we can get so crystal clear on what is actually moving the needle, what is actually important, what is actually supporting our clients, getting us new clients and building towards the goals that we have in our business, I'd be willing to bet that you could probably have like a 20 hour or less work week. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Before we kick off this episode, I just really quickly, really quickly want to make sure that you heard about the Black Friday sale that makes you bank because we just opened the doors and there are savings anywhere from $500 all the way up to over $5,000 on my coaching programs. So whether you are a complete beginner just at the starting line or you have your sights set on seven figures and you want to create passive income and courses and team and funnels and all of the more advanced stuff that we talk about on this podcast, there is something for everyone. And since Black Friday is pretty much the only time all year that we do discounts on my programs, there are limited spots available for each option. So if you have big goals for your business in 2024 and you like my vibe, you like my strategies, you like my coaching philosophies, this would probably be a great move for you. For all of the details and to see if there's a spot left for you, go to mariewold.com slash Black Friday, or of course you can tap the link in my Instagram profile. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the pod. Buckle up because we have a bit of a juicy solo episode this week. This is a topic that has been highly requested after I have kind of been pulling back the curtain more about this year and especially about like September, October. There's a lot to debrief you on, especially if you've missed maybe a few of my Instagram posts or my Instagram stories. Like that's where I do kind of more regular updates of what's going on, what I'm going through, what we're working on, all the things. But thank you for being here. I'm so grateful we get to spend this time together. And I truly feel like I was just telling one of my clients, I feel like the people who listen to the podcast, especially like on a weekly basis, like listen to every episode are truly my ride or dies. Like you listening to this and purposely putting in your earbuds or like clicking play on your Apple CarPlay or listening to me over your Bluetooth speaker while you do your dishes or whatever it is, like you're choosing to spend anywhere from 20 minutes, to like an hour with me on a weekly basis. And that is so freaking cool. Like what good bonding time for us, you know? So I truly feel like my podcast people, I can really go there and be the most honest and be the most vulnerable. And I know that like you get me, right? So I'll kind of explain more of that (laughs) kind of vague intro of this year. And really you can tell by the title, like not being high vibe. This year has not been my most high vibe year. This year has been a year of very high highs. And I was just talking to my husband about this when we were at dinner because it was just our six-month wedding anniversary. Like this year has been a year of high highs 
and really low lows and often at the same time. And I'll give you some examples of that, but I think this is really important to talk about the concept of how we can still make money and run businesses and be successful when we're not high vibe, because there's so much talk about attracting money and being abundant and being high vibe and being in the frequency of money and blah, 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 blah. There's so much talk about attracting money and attracting the dream clients and being in flow. And I totally love all of those things. And like, of course, it would be amazing to be high vibe all the time. And it would be amazing for everything to feel like rainbows and butterflies and abundance and expansion, like all the time. But also life happens, shit happens. Some things are hard (laughs) and you're not always going to feel high vibe. And so then, then the question becomes, well, what happens to my business when I'm not high vibe? What happens to my business when life is lifey? What happens to my business when shit is hitting the fan, when there's a family emergency, whatever, right? And I choose to believe that I can make money all the time. I can be sad and make money. I can be tired and make money. I can be angry and make money. I can be burnt out and make money. I can be crying on the floor and have a Stripe notification come through, right? Like that is the belief that I've chosen. And I'll talk more about kind of like the energetics and mindset of this, but I really have gotten to see that kind of play out this year with a lot of the things that have happened. And like I said, it's been a year of some really high highs. Like we bought dream house, like seven figure dream house with the pool, brand new, all the like luxe finishes, great yard for the dogs in an amazing location. Like we got to do that in March. And that was obviously a huge accomplishment and a huge upgrade. And so many amazing things have come with that, like obsessed with our house. (laughs) And also around that time, like it was an extremely stressful period. And like buying this house was obviously just in itself stressful, even though it was a great thing. Like we basically 4X'd our mortgage and um, did a lot, like had to really, I had to really stretch my capacity for spending money, stretch my capacity for what I thought was like possible for me before I even hit the age of 30. Like I had to really do a lot of like mindset work around getting this house. And then obviously seeing that money, like leave your bank account, like the down payment. And then also seeing your first mortgage payment come in the mail and you're like, Hmm, yeah, that's real. That that's, that's real. That's real. Um, all things that were just like hard and then also selling our old other house and finding a buyer for that and then moving and not having any furniture that goes in this house because it is giant and we never really invested in nice furniture because our old house was not permanent. Like we knew that that was short term, blah, blah, blah. I digress. Like obviously buying and selling houses, um, is in itself stressful. Also, there was just a lot of mental health stuff happening around that time. And I won't go too, too into detail, but like this year has been a year that my anxiety um, has flared up quite a bit as well as some like bouts of depression. And it's not like being depressed every single day I wake up and feel depressed, but there have definitely been seasons this year when my depression and anxiety, which kind of go hand in hand, like were really 
strong and I really had to work to overcome them. And of course, like I'm in therapy and my therapist has like diagnosed me with both of these things um, on like an acute kind of level and um, but also just generalized anxiety (laughs) disorder, like fun things, really, really fun. So also buying the house, that was a time where my mental health was actually really low. So, so many good things happening. Signing the papers was like such a crazy out of body day. And also I think like the night before I had like a mental breakdown and was like crying on the couch to Andrew. So it was a high, high and a low, low. Same thing with our wedding, which happened in May. We had the absolute dream wedding in Tuscany. Like it was literally out of my Pinterest board. It was out of a fairy tale. It was the most incredible, like better than I could have even imagined. And like I said, we just had our six month anniversary. I posted some pictures, um, on my Instagram. If you want to creep, I took some of the film photos out of the vault and that was amazing, incredible, iconic, like so cool. And also once again, had like some really bad mental health days surrounding that, experience and like leading up to the wedding, coming home from the wedding, I had some really hard days. And then also throughout this year, dealing with some very real like family stuff, which is not my story to tell, but having like family health things coming up um, with close family and having some really scary situations there and being really worried about my loved ones and unknowns on that front. We come to September, August, and this was kind of the the thing that sparked me deciding to finally do this episode. Because like I've been saying, the, the this whole year was quite lifey. And I know that it's been that way for a lot of people. I pulled my Instagram stories and like out of all the people that voted, 85% of people have said this year has been like a hard year, like harder than normal and life has been extra lifey. And then only like 15% of people are like, honestly, I'm vibing. (laughs) I'm good. So if you feel like this year has been hard and heavy and sticky, you are so not alone. I'm with you. So many of my clients are with you. So many people in this community are with you. Like we are in it together But I also think that we can cry about it. We can be sad. We can be upset. We can sit with it. We can process. We can go to therapy. We can do all the things. And that's amazing. And then we have two choices. Like one, we can let this be how our story goes and settle for things being hard and meh and just live in that place. Or we can step back into our power and remember who the F we are. (laughs) And we can use it as like, a hell of a comeback story basically, right? So I made the choice to let this year make me stronger than ever, more solid within myself than ever, more focused on what matters than ever, more powerful than ever. Like I really made the choice to let this year clarify things and strengthen things. And like the whole diamonds are only formed under pressure kind of vibe. Like I I just made that choice. Like I made the choice that this year I was gonna come out maybe a little battered, maybe a little bruised, (laughs) but I was going to come out stronger and smarter and more savvy and more committed and more clear and more solid within myself. So I think you get to make that decision as well. But specifically what happened in September, October of this year is 
We had already planned our second big launch for online coach kickstart of the year. Um, and traditionally, historically, the last, I don't know, six, seven something launches for online coach kickstart, which if you didn't know is my signature program for beginner and aspiring online coaches. It guarantees that you secure at least $5,000 in new sales as a new online coach. And it's really like the proven blueprint and coaching experience, mentorship experience for new coaches, like amazing program, hundreds and hundreds of success stories, et cetera. So we have a couple big launches for that program each year. And we had our fall launch planned and we had all the assets created. We had already done a lot of stuff to set our set us up for the launch. When I say us, I mean my team. Like this was not just me running this. This is also my COO and my VA and my um, funnel strategist and my support coaches and my head of enrollment. Like I have a whole team who was working on this and everyone worked on this launch for weeks leading up to it. And we spent quite a bit of money, like five figures on ads to fill our challenge, which was going to be our enrollment event, all this stuff. So we we did a lot to prepare for this launch. And then the day before the doors opened, we had to put our cat down. And obviously that was extremely sad. It was also just like traumatic. I'm going to try not to cry talking about it. Um, but our cat, Ollie, had this congenital heart disease his whole life. And was just like the coolest cat, the biggest personality, the most like not cat people (laughs) loved this cat. And he was such a constant in our life. Like he literally grew up with us. We got him when me and Andrew first like moved away from Minnesota and moved to LA. We had a cat before we had a couch (laughs) when we moved to LA and we got him as a kitten. He just like really grew up with us and he was the constant of adulthood. Like I graduated college and got him and he did everything with me. Like first, first year full-time in my business was when we got him. And so we spent pretty much his whole life giving him twice daily medication. He was not even supposed to live past the age of two and he lived until seven, which such a gift, right? And you should be so grateful that we got all that extra time with him and we got to love him for so long. But I think when it finally did happen, like we had seen him come back and bounce back from so many like close calls, like him being on death's door and then finding another life, right? Like tapping into life number seven or whatever. And then it finally being it for him was just devastating trying not to cry because <laughs> it's hard to talk. Um, it was devastating. And we put him down like the day before our my launch opened. Like I finished, we had a two-day challenge. Day one, I did day one. We took him to the vet. The vet said, I don't think there's, we, we can't come back from this. <laughs> Basically his like liver and kidneys had just taken such a beating from being on all of the medication he needed for years that he, his body was shutting down. And so we put him down and the next day, like I, I decided to still show up for the day two of the challenge and open the launch because 
you know, we had over a thousand people registered. I think we had like 1400 people registered. My team had done all of this. Like I had promised so many people, (laughs) like literally so many people that this was happening and people had set aside all this time in their day, literally like scheduled their lunch break around it or (laughs) been unavailable at work or like gotten a babysitter or staying up late from different time zones and all this stuff. Like so many people had set aside time to come to this challenge um, that it just didn't, I could have rescheduled it and I don't think people would have been mad, but it just didn't feel right. Like I wanted to follow through. I wanted to show up for it. And also like I wanted, it was nice to have an escape and like not think about Ollie for like an hour. (laughs) So we still opened the launch and I was so sad for like 80% of that launch. Like I was so sad. I was crying on the couch. I would literally be crying on the couch (laughs) and see an enrollment come through. Um, And we did over six figures in that launch. I think that was what I was trying to say before when I was saying we've done five, six, seven launches in a row for this program that were over six figures. And this was actually like well into six figures, our biggest launch ever for OCK. And it was my saddest launch ever. My lowest vibe launch was the highest launch. And so that was kind of the thing that has solidified my belief that like we can still make money when we're not high vibe. We don't need to be high vibe in order to reach our goals. Of course, it's preferable. Of course, I would rather have like popped champagne and danced in my office and like gone out to dinner and like done all the things to celebrate opening the doors and celebrate people enrolling. And like, I would have preferred to have the time of my life doing this launch and like executing this launch, of course, but that's just not always realistic. And it's not always possible to tap into being high vibe and life is going to happen and life is going to be lifey and we're still running businesses because we still have bills to pay. We still have team to pay. We still have clients to serve. We still have commitments to uphold. And while yes, again, I could have rescheduled things. I could have pushed it back. Like no one would have faulted me for that. I don't think, um, I wanted to show up for myself. I wanted to show up for my goals and I wanted to show up for everyone who had worked on this launch. I wanted to show up for everyone who had RSVP to the challenge. Like I wanted to follow through. It just felt like the, that felt like the right thing to do. Right. So I could show up and for the hour that I was on the challenge it was honestly amazing to just like not think about it. And I was really in the zone. Like I, if you've ever been to one of my live things, you know, that like I turn it on. Like I am no fluff. I love over delivering. I love bantering with the chat. Like I love showing up live and that felt so good. But then of course, as soon as I got off, I think I cried again. (laughs) Like I, I did my makeup like 15 minutes before so that I wouldn't cry my my mascara off. And then as soon as I was done, I kind of came back to reality and like cried again and took all my makeup off again. (laughs) So just all of that story to give you context of where this is coming from and how much I've had to anchor in and like solidify this belief that I do not need to be high vibe and to make money. I can be sad and make money. I can be tired and make money. I can be angry and make money. And 
I can still reach my goals without needing to feel a certain way. And I want to explain how all of that is possible because energetics and mindset is obviously part of it. Like that is always a part of everything in business, but there was also a lot of like strategy and planning and systems and things like that, that make this possible and let a very sustainable, predictable, supportive feeling business possible. Like being fully supported by your business does not happen on accident and it doesn't happen from just like vibes, (laughs) vibes and energy. It happens from strategy, prioritizing, planning systems, teams. So I'm going to kind of walk through what that means and how you can apply this and create a business that supports you through the hard stuff and really get clear on like what this could look like for you. And everyone's business is different. Like in all of my programs, literally no one, no two clients' businesses are the same. And that's on purpose. Like I do not just create clones of my business. I help my clients figure out what they want and build a strategy around that, co-create the strategy and support them through executing. Um, but I want to give you some ideas and kind of set your mind on, on the path for this, on how to still make money when you're not high vibe. So one of the big things to think about here is strategy and structure. So strategy in terms of how you sell, what your sales process is and how you show up. So for example, if you only sell by doing a ton of prospecting and sales calls, that probably isn't the most self-sustaining process, right? Like if you don't have any sort of attraction marketing, any organic evergreen marketing, any funnels, anything like that, like then it literally means that you have to show up to make sales. Like you have to manually show up and be in the energy of making money in order to make sales. And there's nothing wrong with doing that in the early days of your business. Like do what works and do it as much as you can. (laughs) But at a certain point, you need to diversify the way that money is coming in and you need to create more streams of revenue and more strategies for selling that are a little bit more, I don't even want to say passive because I feel like passive can be misleading, but a little bit more self-sustaining where it's more about you sustaining and stoking the momentum versus like put X in, get Y out. Right. So again, coming down to like having a content ecosystem, a content machine, having automations, having email sequences, having funnels, either paid or unpaid, having other ways that you sell beyond just like prospecting and playing a numbers game in your DMs or also your sales process of like if you have to get on sales calls to sell your programs all programs, all the time, no matter what, that's probably not a long-term sustainable thing. I, of course, love sales calls for the right season and the right person and the right offer. Like I still do them for my mastermind. I still do them for my private coaching if people want them. Um, But, and I still teach them, of course, to my beginners, but I think it's helpful as you scale to know how to sell in the DMs, know how to sell with a video sales letter, know how to go straight to purchase, know how to sell in different ways so that you don't always have to get on a sales call. Because imagine me like <laughs> sitting on the couch crying and like, oh, FML, I have a sales call in five minutes. Like that's not 
that's not the sales experience that I want to have. And that's also not the experience that I want. Like, I don't want that to be the first impression that my clients are getting either with me. Right. So either I'd have to cancel the sales call or just have really weird, sad girl vibes on the sales call. I don't want either of those things. So having a more than one kind of strategy or sales process that you can use, and then also how you even structure your offers. Because to make good money, to build your reputation, to be able to scale your offers, like you have to keep the structure in mind. You have to have a scalable structure because if your offer structure only relies on you showing up and like over delivering on a one-on-one basis to all your clients forever and ever, amen, and then you have a sad girl season, it's going to be really hard to show up and hold space and over deliver for all your clients from that space, from that energy. And so I think it also is important to, as you scale, the caveat of all of this is as you scale, because usually the early stage strategies are not going to be what I'm talking about right now, because early stage strategies are all about how can I stack my cash flow? How can I acquire the skills necessary? How can I get my first clients in the door? How can I make this a consistent, reliable process of signing clients, showing up, growing my audience, um, making money, serving clients, retaining clients? Like that is a lot of the early work. And so just know that not everything that I'm sharing in this episode, if you're a beginner, is going to be immediately applicable to your business tuck it away for later, like know that this is all coming for you and you want to build toward the, towards this. But early on, like you are going to have to show up for your clients, especially if you follow my advice that I talk about on social media, that I talk about on the podcast, that I talk about in Online Coach Kickstart of starting with like private coaching. But we can still structure your private coaching based on like how many calls you offer, what your response time is, um, what your call availability is, what your um, resources are, what your boundaries are around communication. Like we can still, even within one-on-one, structure it in a more sustainable way so that if you're low energy, if you're sad, if you're traveling, if you're grieving, whatever it is, you can strategically kind of create space and pace yourself so that it's still realistic for you to be able to follow through with all of your promised deliverables with all of your clients, even when you're not feeling great. So I think it's also important to note, like not all of this is immediately applicable to a beginner business, but there are plenty of things that you can build in from literally day one to better support being able to make money, serve your clients, show up for your business when you're not high vibe. And that comes down to offer structure, your sales process, even your sales strategy. So for example, um, not only relying on open close launches to make money, like being able to sell all throughout the year so that God forbid your cat dies the day before you open your cart, (laughs) that's not your only opportunity to make money that month. Like if we had canceled it, if we had pushed it back, we still would have been okay because that wasn't our only, like that that money wasn't life or death where we wouldn't have been able to pay team or we wouldn't have been able to pay the bills if we didn't do the launch, right? So that's the other thing. So after strategy, I think also kind of what goes hand in hand with that is prioritizing. I know that it is so easy to spend like eight to 10 hours sitting in front of your computer chained to your desk, 
doing some important stuff, some busy work, scrolling on Instagram, looking for inspiration for your post, messing around with fonts on Canva, like hanging out in your DMs, waiting for that person to reply to you, like doing whatever, twiddling your thumbs at your desk all day. Like I understand how easy it is to just burn a bunch of time sitting at your desk all day, but that time is not moving the needle. If we can get so crystal clear on what is actually moving the needle, what is actually important, what is actually supporting our clients, getting us new clients and building towards the goals that we have in our business, I'd be willing to bet that you could probably have like a 20 hour or less work week as long as that the giant asterisk with that is as long as your offers and your systems and your strategies and your schedule are all dialed in. But like pretty much all of my clients, if they're following the OCK method, if they are in Online Coach Empire Mastermind, if they're my private clients, like we build their businesses so that if they don't want to work more than like 20 hours a week, they don't have to. Like if they, if they choose to work more than that, that's a choice, but their business could run with less. And that requires ruthless prioritization. And I've talked about prioritization a lot on this podcast. I have lots of episodes about being productive. And we actually just had an episode with Alyssa Coleman talking about soft productivity and having like a power hour to start your day. I think that's a really, really, really good approach and a really good tip from her. Like I've been sharing that to all of my clients because I think it's such a good way to think about it. And basically what she said, listen to the episode, but what she said was like, if you spend an hour at the beginning of your day, just doing the essential activities in your business. So that's probably like supporting clients, posting some content and doing something to make money. She also said mindset work. Like if you do your essential things, you do a one hour sprint you can actually get so much done. And then pretty much anything you do after that for the rest of the day is like extra credit, right? So of course, the caveat, the giant asterisk with that is like you have to set up your business to be sustained by that, which is like so much of the work I do with my clients. But getting crystal clear on what actually makes you money, since this episode is how to still make money when you're not high vibe, getting crystal clear on what actually makes you money and then what's just like busy work will set you free. Because when you're sad, when you're tired, when you're grieving, when you're low vibe, when you're angry, whatever it is, you don't want to sit at your desk and marinate (laughs) and rot. You want to log in, get your shit done, and then go dissociate watching Netflix or whatever it is. Like you want to just heal. You want to go for a walk. You want to go to yoga. You want to cry, whatever you need to do to feel your feelings and heal, like do that. And then just spend the least amount of time possible running your business. So cutting out all the fluff, cutting out all the busy work and getting ruthless prioritization around how you're actually showing up in your business will make you realize like, okay, I actually don't need to work six hours a day, eight hours a day, whatever it is. I can get everything done with so much less. And then there's so much more time left to be like sad (laughs) or to heal or to take care of yourself or recover from burnout or whatever it is. Like if we can get so crystal clear on what's actually mattering, what's actually moving the needle, you'll be shocked how much time you get back for other things. On the kind of back of prioritizing, I would say is planning. So for us, that looked like in September, October, we planned ahead 
for our launch. And I think it's so important to plan ahead during these key like money-making seasons. So let's say you have an enrollment push or a launch or Black Friday, which by the way, you should absolutely be shopping the Black Friday sale that makes you bank, blackfriday.com or <laughs> mariewold.com slash Black Friday for the deets. But my all of my signature programs are on sale with anywhere from $500 to $5,000 in savings, the most savings we've ever offered. And spots are super limited because we never do discounts and we don't have to, quite frankly. But I just love spicing things up and, you know, feeling holly jolly because tis the season. But anyway, we planned ahead for this launch and we like to do this. This is a big um, reason why my team is amazing because... I like a little chaos. I like doing things a little last minute, but my key, my team keeps me honest. They keep me focused and they give me deadlines ahead of time. And thank God for that because I had my content ready ahead of this launch. I had my emails planned. I had everything planned and I just really needed to kind of press play so that when I saw my cat literally die in my arms, and then wanted to just sit on the couch and cry for the next two weeks. All I had to do was hit play on the things that I had already prepared. Like I did not leave everything for the day before, the night before, the day of, whatever. And thank God that I didn't. There have been times that I've done that. And I've just lived in the chaos of my launch, which can be fun and spicy, to be honest. But I'm so glad that I didn't do that for this launch. And I will always remember this launch as an example of why planning and prepping ahead of time is so key, because that meant that all this content that I had created when I was more high vibe and when I was feeling creative and when I was feeling abundant could still go out and like literally carry the momentum of the launch by itself. Okay, so planning ahead and having things ready so that in the event of you having a sad girl season or whatever, or a family emergency or literally anything, even you just get your period and you're like, I can't show up today, <laughs> whatever it is, like you're just rotting on the couch with your cramps. Fine. You already prepared for this. You're great. And this could be launching. This could also look like maybe let's say you batch content on a weekly or biweekly basis. And let's say you post five days a week Instead of only batching five pieces of content, batch seven and have the extra two as like overflow your rainy day bank for when you need a little something to post or let it be easy and just repost something that's performed well or repurpose a carousel post into a reel. Like how can you plan ahead? How can you have your own back? Literally, how can you have your own back with content, with sales activities, with planning ahead? How can you make it easy for yourself to show up when you are feeling low, sad, whatever it is? So planning is absolutely key. And then this is going to be a more like advanced business thing. Maybe you are not here yet with your team, but as much as you can lean on your team and let yourself be supported. So when all this was happening, I told my team I didn't share about losing Ollie publicly until about two weeks later um, because first, it just felt way too raw. And second, I just really did want the focus to be on my launch. Like I owed that to my team. I owed that to the people who were meant to enroll in the program. And it just didn't feel like every every time I tried to even talk about it, before the two week mark, like I would just immediately start crying. I mean, it's been two months and I still almost cried talking about it recording this. So 
and just, I just couldn't even talk about it for two weeks. Um, but I really, I let my team support me and I told them what was going on and they were able to kind of rally around me and make sure that everything was still happening. My COO kind of stepped up even more than she normally does. And my VA was really on top of things. Like everything was running really smoothly. And because I have a great team and because we're really organized and because we've executed many six-figure launches together, like I really didn't have to micromanage them much. Like I literally just vibed and trusted them to run the ball for me, if you will. So leaning on my team was huge. And then um, the systems and automations and all the operational things running behind the scenes, like everything in the back end of my business is a very well-oiled machine. So that meant with the energy I had left, what little energy and willpower I had left, I could just focus it on supporting my existing clients, which obviously is like a non-negotiable and goes without saying, and then selling. Like I had only enough energy to get those things done. So thank God that I have an amazing team. Thank God I have great systems, very streamlined business so that everything kept running and I could use my little energy and my little willpower and my little focus on the things that were essential, which was clients and the launch and selling. So those are kind of the like strategic action item things. But I think it also goes without saying that your mindset and energetics are really, really important. If you're deciding that I'm not high vibe and I'm still going to make bank, like you have to change the story because the way I started this episode, kind of that there is often this big narrative and this big push that like, you just need to feel abundant and you just need to be high vibe and you just need to attract your dream clients and be in flow and blah, blah, blah. And I love all of those things. All of those things feel amazing. And we all would love to access those feelings as much as possible. Yes, absolutely. And I think mindset's really important. I'm currently on a daily mindset work until 2024 challenge. If you want to join that with me, I have a free broadcast channel for it on my Instagram. Like if you go to my profile, there's a free broadcast channel with some resources, with accountability, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, obviously I think all of that's really important. And also I decided that my story was that I can make money under all circumstances. I can be sad and make money. I can be tired and make money. I can be angry and make money. I can be grieving and make money. But if your story is that you can only make money when you're high vibe and that when you feel like doing dancing in your office and like attracting your soulmate clients from your highest vibe and all of that, like then that's kind of going to manifest. And then you're going to freak out (laughs) on the days that you feel sad or feel in lack or feel upset or feel low or get your period and just are really tired or whatever it is, like then on those days, you're going to be like, well, I guess I just won't get clients today. I guess I just won't make any money today because I don't feel good. No, no. Like we can make money at any time feeling any type of way, but you do have to decide that you will and that you're not available for less. And I think when you also are actioning all the other things that I talked about today, 
the strategy, the offer structure, the prioritization, the planning, the systems, the team, all of that. Like when you're taking action on all of those things, it's so much easier to actually believe that you can make money under all circumstances at all times with all vibrations, like you can make money because you feel supported by all the structures that you have put in place. So I think it is the energy and the belief systems supported by the structure. But you do have to decide that you will make money and that you're not available for less because when all of this was going down, when we set our launch goals and our projections and what we needed to do with the ad spend that we spent and all that stuff, like I was literally not available for it to be less than a certain number. Like I was not available for it to be less than 150K launch. And it wasn't, but like we did more than that. I was not available for less than that result. And I was willing to do what it took, but not at the cost of like my health, my, my mental health, my physical health, my personal life. Like I was not willing to hurt myself to make that money, but I was not available for anything less than that. So deciding that that was what was going to happen was also really key. And then showing up in that energy was key. Even though I'm not showing up high vibe, (laughs) I'm showing up and I'm committed and I'm consistent and I'm intentional at the level that that was possible from that place. So all of that to say, if this year has been hard for you, if life has been lifey, if things have not been going your way and you just feel like maybe business is harder or you have a lot going on in your personal life, all of it's valid. Like all of your feelings are valid and it's okay to have a little pity party. But at a certain point, you have to decide that that is not your story and you can like stop in the pity party place, but you're not going to unpack. You're not going to stay there. You're not going to book an extended (laughs) trip to wallow. Like you can feel your feelings, you can process, you can heal. And then you remember who the F you are and you take back your power and you choose new beliefs and you choose new ways of doing things and you show up for the business and the life that you want. Not the pattern or the feelings that you currently have, but the business and the life that you want. And that takes strategy, that takes prioritizing, that takes energetics, that takes planning, that takes systems and team, that takes support, that takes mentorship. That was something I didn't even mention was really leaning on my mentor through this time. It's all important and it all is kind of the ecosystem that supports you when shit gets hard, when life gets lifey. So just know that if this year has been tough for you, you're certainly not alone. It's been tough for me. It's been tough for a lot of my clients. It's been tough for clearly a lot of my audience. And also that doesn't mean you can't make bank. That doesn't mean that you can't reach your goals. Like me and my clients are still doing our thing. We're still making money. We're still having amazing days, even through the hard stuff. Like I just, I did like 80 K in sales in like two days recently. And, and I was also having like anxiety those days. Right. So it doesn't have to slow you down, but it is a choice. And, and when I say slow you down, that doesn't mean that you can't slow down your actions and your lifestyle, but it doesn't have to slow down your momentum and your goals and your success. So know the difference, be able to compartmentalize, be able to discern, 
be able to shift things that need to be shifted and keep fighting the good fight. I'm proud of you. You're doing amazing. If you would like to be supported through your journey and hitting your business goals and navigating CEO life while making bank, you know where to find me and you know where to find the Black Friday sale that makes you bank at mariewold.com slash Black Friday. I'll see you next week. Thank you so, so much for tuning in.